Hello, I'm Father Mitch Paqua, and welcome to EWTN Live, where we bring you guests from around the world. And tonight on EWTN Live, we'll talk about how young Catholic professionals who are in the corporate world can make the most of their faith and career opportunities by becoming part of a spiritually minded and professionally ambitious faith-centered community. A great discussion about that. But first, I wanted to talk briefly with EWTN's Jim Pinto about a new opportunity to become a media missionary. Jim, what have you got going always, for us? Always wonderful to be with you, Father. 14,600 strong now of EWTN media missionaries going through the nook and crannies, kind of foot soldiers. Everybody puts on EWTN. You know what EWTN does goes out to 380 million people TV, but uh, nobody sees these people one-on-one, -on -one, family members in the parish, on staff in a parish, getting our materials, putting them out, uh, putting them in, uh, in the bulletins, what's going on, what's happening, being on college campuses, nursing homes, prisons, mm -hmm. all over the place. We have right. our people. One of the key things we do is that we hold webinars every three months or so, mm -hmm. four months or so, and so we have a gathering for about a half hour um, and so we want people to register for that. You can just register, you just click that, you get on March 17th, it's a Thursday, St. Patrick's Day. Yes. And so we gather together for about a half hour. Uh, Father Mark Mary's gonna be with us because our theme is Mother Angelica's legacy and media missionaries, how that connects. So he's gonna be with us. He knew and loved Mother. He'll share for about five minutes or so, pray for everybody there. It's so intimate, it's so personal. Um, and then we'll have Nerissa Flores from Canada She's our marketing manager there and mm -hmm. oversees the, the media missionaries. And boy, I tell you, you want to talk about eroding uh, religious liberty and freedom of speech and what's going on. But the media missionaries are standing strong. They're part of the solution, overcoming the problem. So we'll hear from her for a few minutes. The whole thing's like 30 minutes long. And give people an opportunity. This is the first webinar ever where we ha are inviting inquirers. So if you're saying, I don't know if I want to be a media missionary or not, this webinar, the first of its kind, is for you. Mm -hmm. So go to EWTN Media Missionaries and register there. Or give uh, a, it's EWTNMissionaries.com. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. right, EWTNMissionaries.com, because that's where you can register, you can register to be there. part of this. Well, How much does the webinar cost? Uh, it's absolutely free. That's a good Th price. They can call as well, 205-795-5771. I know you give that number again. Yes. But they can call. We have people there now. And okay. they'll always be there for the rest of their lives, ready to take your call. Okay. But if you, if, you do, if you do register and you make the event, we're going to give you for free the Mother Angelica Prayer for EWTN card. Yeah. Absolutely dynamic. We should give thanks and praise to God for all that he's done. And he, she says in the final verses, Bestow upon this network the power to inspire men to seek holiness of heart, zeal for the extension of thy church, courage to seek after justice and human dignity and the patience to endure persecution. May thy paternal blessing always rest upon us. So I'm inviting you, everybody out there, join us. You could become a media missionary tonight. Just call that number, go to the website. Or if you just say, I just want to register. I don't know if I want to be one. Just come and be a part of the webinar. And good day to do it on St. Patrick's Day. Absolutely. He was the great missionary. evangelist and missionary to Ireland. There so you go. it's a good thing. Well, thank you. Thank, thank you for letting Father. us know about that. And we'll... Uh, uh, continue on uh, with our next guest in just a couple minutes, so please stay with us.
Welcome back. We have a lot of young adults out there today, and they are beginning working careers after going to school for a lot of years and accumulating a lot of debt. They were living with their parents, uh, and then they move out, and they have a lot of new freedoms when they do so. Uh, sometimes they even have starting salaries that their parents could only have dreamed of. Uh, when I was a young man, my first salary was something like $7,000 a year. Uh, that's not much. Now it's, it's a lot different. Sometimes that kind of success can make it easy for their faith life to take a back seat to their professional life. And if they still even acknowledge their faith at all, that's another issue because now almost a third of U.S. adults consider themselves nons. They are religiously unaffiliated. However, there is a quickly growing apostolate that's reaching out to these young professionals to provide them with a local Catholic community where their faith and their own aspirations and hopes can thrive. Here to tell us more about the Apostle, which is called Young Catholic Professionals, YCP for short, please welcome Joe Griesbauer. Joe, welcome. Good Pleasure. to have you here with us. Pleasure to be with you tonight, Father Mitch. Where do you reside? So right now I'm in I'm in Dallas, um, where Texas, Texas, uh -huh. where YCP got started about 11 years ago. Okay, so, so this is the hometown. Dallas has been the hometown for a number of very interesting apostolates, and this is just one more. Yeah. Well, good to have you here with us. Uh, Dallas has a warm place in my own heart. It's I quite warm. It. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I know I, I love Dallas. Who started this organization? So about uh, 11 years ago, it was yeah. Jennifer Baugh, and she had just finished her MBA mm -hmm. and had a, I think, a corporate consulting job lined up. And about six months between graduation and her job starting, and she was just there in Dallas and a parishioner, I think, at, at one of the, the churches there downtown. Um, and really was, had this, uh, this longing to have a better community and friends and, you know, was out of the college atmosphere mm -hmm. where, um, you know, whether you went to a, you know, Catholic college like I did at the University of Dallas or, you know, another state school like she did at Texas A&M, there's a lot of community there, especially when you're in a dorm or when you're in, um, you know, you have a Newman Center or something on your campus. That those those go away. You know, you you turn 22, 24, or whatever, and you're you're out of college. That that community that you've been a part of for four or five years is just, you know, gone. And you're kind of out on your own, and that's yeah. that's what she was feeling, and decided to start YCP. Because one of the problems is that in college, you are around a lot of your peers. Right. Folks your own age are just surrounding you, and they're interested in you, you're interested in them, and all that. But mm -hmm. when you get out, then it's another world. And finding those kind of, I think that 
it strikes me that that's part of the reason for so many of these different corporations trying to fix people up for dates. Yeah. Because they, they, there's not an easy way to find people your age to date, yet alone right. find other support. Well, and then I think um, with my own experience, it's been, you know, when I was graduating, I did uh, a job right out of college and then I came back, I finished my MBA uh, during the pandemic. And so I was taking classes from home I was working from home, and mm -hmm. you know, if I if I wasn't dating someone, I, I would have been very isolated, localized. Just I had no reason to go out of my house besides getting groceries. But I guess I could order those too now. Yeah. Um, and you know, what what what's the incentive? What's the reason to go out into the community? Um, and we we hear that a lot. We mm -hmm. hear a lot about people who are lonely, people yeah. who, yeah. Um, you know, maybe have attended mass their whole whole lives every Sunday, um, but they don't they don't have a community at their at their parish. So the parish isn't very active, and since COVID, it's been very difficult to have a community there and, and build friendships. Sure, sure. Um, we have a clip that we're going to show about uh, YCP and fitting in. Let's take a look at that for a second. No matter where you are, there's a place for you at Young Catholic Professionals. I was one of those people that hadn't gone to Mass in literally over a decade. I showed up and it changed my life. There's a bit of a cry for Young Catholic Professionals from the nation because there's a cry for a community of people who are going to strengthen me in my faith and create a bridge for me and my faith to my work to my life. It's been incredible to watch our ministry grow and reach so many people in such a short amount of time. Our aspirations are great with YCP. This type of movement can make a real difference in our society. We hope to expand internationally so we can reach many more young people. And so we're sincerely grateful for your support and your continued participation in this great effort. Thank you so much. Together we can make a real difference for the world and bring hope to many. So here you've got a need yeah. of for young people who are isolated. And this is not just, you know, some sad, lonely hearts club. This is a serious issue mm -hmm. because we're seeing people in high school and grammar school who are talking about or actually getting very depressed and even committing suicide. And this loneliness is not something that is insignificant. Right. What do you do for these young folks? This is the problem. What do you do for them? Well, I think first what we do is we provide uh, a community of, of friendship. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of our events, uh, we build in networking. We have opportunities to meet people. We have happy hours, which are a great way to just come out, it's a casual environment, mm -hmm. um, and you get to talk to, to people. And I think one of the appeals with some of our events is that in, in the corporate setting now, we have such a, there's such a hostility, there's such a, um, an awareness of every little word that you're saying, you know, has to be correct or uh, in line with something. And 
I think a lot of young people, including myself, were, you know, constantly thinking about, oh, am I going to get some sort of backlash for, for the questions that I have? And so at YCP, it's an opportunity to have a beer with someone, sit down, and, and any questions you have about the faith, about anything, you know, it's, it's a, just a welcoming environment. And then from there, we, we offer a lot of different opportunities to grow spiritually. Um, we have chaplains and the sacraments available at almost every event. Um, professionally, we have speakers um, that are just the highest caliber, you know, executives who come in and can share about their Catholic faith. Um, and from there, it just gives them a, a witness um, for how a life is to be lived um, in, in their setting. You know, how, how, how are they supposed to deal with this kind of scenarios? Um, how, how would someone, you know, up at the top of their organization live out the Catholic faith mm -hmm. and, and in a way that helps their company and helps evangelize? One of the situations that I think is very important is providing, you know, our, our Catholic faith gives us not only the Ten Commandments as ten very simple laws, but as Catholics, we have this 2,000-year-old tradition of reflecting on the meaning of those commandments in a wide variety of circumstances. Yeah. And it would seem to me that this is also important for negotiating lots of the moral challenges that come in business, for instance. Mm -hmm. You know, how you deal with questions raised, for instance, by Pope Francis on, you know, your relation to the environment, but also with previous popes, how you deal with the economy as a whole, your, you know, obligations to use the economy with more than just getting my career. A right. wide variety of moral issues that come up on how you do business. Mm -hmm. Does that form any part of this? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, one example would be uh, my one of my most moving or powerful experiences was at our previous conference, and uh, we had a woman speaking there, uh, Dina Dwyer Owens, and she shared her witness about her values and her core values that she developed for her organization. Mm -hmm based off of Christian virtues mm -hmm. and how those virtues play into business scenarios like you're describing, mm -hmm. it's very relevant. It's very mm -hmm. inherent in human nature to live in accord with that. And her way of bringing them in was so powerful to me um, because, you know, we're always taught that they're, they're separate. You know, you have yes. a, a faith life and you have a work life. Um, and I think that's one of the beautiful things about YCP is that, no, it shows that it can be integrated and it can be done in a powerful way, in an evangelizing way. Um, and I, I'll go back to the beauty part. I think one of the keys to 
our success and the efficacy of the ministry is is the beauty of work. Um, and so I think that's it's rarely talked about because, you know, it's all about production. It's all about salary. It's all about, you know, what your outputs are. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas if we if we think about the 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 real calling of man to work and joining in the creative acts of God in the work that we do, it's it's beautiful. You know, God created man and creation beautiful, and we're cooperating in that work of creation, no matter how far removed we are, you know, a banker or lawyer or whatever, we're mm-hmm. still hopefully, and this is where the, the values come in, creating something good. Um, and there's, there's a beautifulness to that that I think YCP helps bring out. Um, and as Pope Pope Francis and Pope Benedict and plenty of others uh, in the new evangelization have said that beauty is the best way to evangelize. And it would be absolutely false to think that these businesses do separate values from business. They're not. Right. But they have a set of values very frequently at strong odds Mm -hmm. with our Catholic faith and Catholic morals. And uh, as you mentioned earlier, the the use of uh, a politically correct club to beat you into submission or get rid of you is is very much part of our contemporary scene. Right. I'd like to show another clip that we have from Mm y'all about the importance of integrating our faith with the future of the business and and our world. So let's take a quick look at that. I think one of the great things about YCP is that we have the community aspect that comes from our networking events. And and then we've also got people bearing witness to how the Lord is working in their lives at our executive speaker events. These speakers bring so much of their lives and the way they've lived out their Catholic faith that we don't find that anywhere else. Take an even further look when you go to these panel discussions and you hear from professionals, but also the community, and it brings it all together. I think that's ultimately what YCP is about. So many of us live such busy lives. I want to be able to recharge and go on a retreat, but I can't take three, four days off from work. But YCP offers us, you know, a St. Joseph Saturday. I can remember just being in adoration and just feeling like just an overwhelming sense of, I didn't need to try and figure things out. Like God has a plan for me. I don't think I'm just a better worker, but I'm a better daughter, a better friend, a better sister, a better wife one day and mother because of YCP. It has impacted my life in every aspect that exists. I started to go to events and start to feel like, oh, this is, my community, right? Because we're all about the same thing. This, I I think, is an important aspect that it's not just that we want to make sure you stay in the Catholic club, Mm -hmm. that our Catholicism is about this enrichment that actually will make for a better business then if you use a model that considers, say, the Ten Commandments, 
irrelevant. Right. If thou shalt not steal and thou shalt not bear false witness, become irrelevant in business, you eventually end up in prison. Right. Right. <laughs> That's, it, it, you know, things going, and it may not be right away, but uh, we see plenty of that in our news. That this is about uh, uh, a morality that really does make for better business with maybe a few short-term misses mm -hmm. of opportunities to steal or lie and cheat, but long-term business that lasts. Right. And that's important to learn how to integrate that. Right. And I think, I think it's, um, it's very important when you consider the, the meaning and the purpose of, of why you're working. Um, and that's another thing that these um, executive speakers that we have help us, you know, young people realize is that I think oftentimes, you know, we're new on the scene, we're trying to get ahead. There's, you know, how can I get to the next, you know, uh, appointment, the next level up? And I think that's where we often get, get stuck between, well, how can I do this? Well, if I did this a little bit under the table, I could get to the next step. Well, why, why are you here in this job? Gives a context for your, your place and your role um, in your working environment that says, you know, what you're doing has meaning. What you're doing is uh, for the good of society. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if it's not, and if that's not the role that you're in, well then, you know, that's, that's, that's a good sign to reflect on that and say, well, okay, I better get out of here. Um, but, if, but if it is, you know, and, and you see that good, then having that context of, you know what, I'm going to practice perseverance. I'm going to practice patience. I'm going to, you know, work a little bit harder and do it the right way um, and offer it up. Mm -hmm. So... The other thing that strikes me about this is you are getting your peers, because you're a young man yourself uh, in your early 20s, um, and, and having your peers, and not just us old guys, uh, <laughs> you know, to, to, to talk. I mean, you listen to wisdom from folks who've been around a while, right. but it's also finding a support in pursuing these mm -hmm. virtues and moral issues and our relationship with Jesus Christ right. in our professional lives. That, that's part of the support, it seems. Yeah, and that's, that's, I think, a very appealing aspect of it, mm -hmm. that whether you're at a parish where you feel like you're the only young person or whether you're you know, involved in something, YCP, you know, it provides a community where if you're out of the habit of going to mass or you're struggling to do X, Y, and Z in your life, mm -hmm. it's, it's had an impact on me. It's because there's 20, 30, 40, 50 other people all around you that are all struggling with the same thing. Yeah. And that's, that's one of the benefits of this community is there's a shared, a shared mission, a shared goal we're all working in witness for Christ. And with, with that witness, it, it would strike me, I, I've not, I don't know 
uh, from direct experience, but it would seem that there'd be uh, the advantage of having peers uh, your age that you build up friendships. Right. That you know, uh, the, the friendships that we had in high school were very important, but oftentimes they're left behind because yeah. you go to different directions, but you will stay in, the, you're more likely to stay in the city where you work mm -hmm. and have these bonds of friendship that are not just sharing ideas, but the encouragement and love and support that friends give you. Right, and that's, that's a very powerful, I think, piece of community that human nature needs uh, and is missing for, mm -hmm. you know, if not due to technology, due to, you know, the last two years. Mm -hmm. um, and there's, there's a really powerful story of a young man. He came uh, to Dallas, I think, for work, and a friend of a friend reached out to our director, Jennifer Baugh, and said, you know, you need to go meet with Mike. He's, he's going through some stuff and could use um, some guidance, some YCP. Mm -hmm. um, and so they go out to lunch. And as Jen's speaking with this guy, he suddenly gets really, really tense. And he's thinking about something. And so Jen's like, tell me, tell me what's, what's going on. What, what, what's, uh, what's, what's bothering mm -hmm. you? And he's like holding on to the chair or the table or something. And he's like, well, he's like, I, I just haven't been to mass in like nine months. And it's just terrifying to me. It's, it, was, it was not the biggest, faith wasn't the biggest part of my life, but it was kind of there. It was kind of guaranteed. It was um, my environment. It was, it was the environment, sure. right. And they never had to make a choice. And then with all the opportunities to not go to mass these last two years and to, okay, just stay at home, you know, play it safe. Um, then that, that, that habit that was only hanging on by a string was gone. And he was like, I don't know if I'll ha have the strength to make it back. And we got him involved in YCP, we invited him to a few events. And it was right as I was starting with uh, YCP about uh, seven months ago that Jen got a call and it was this guy and he said I just want to thank you so much I've had an amazing time at YCP I've got a group of about five guys and we're just we're just really good friends now and I've been to the last four Sunday masses in a row I'm not gonna ever stop again yeah my question then would be how does a young person or a group of young people get this going in their town? Yeah. How do, you, how do you do this? Yeah, so we have 27 right now across the country, 27 chapters in, in different cities. You have one um, here in Birmingham. Not yet. Not so yet. we've got to get it going. It's coming soon. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it started in Dallas and spread from there. And we there's a few different ways to, to get it started. You can reach out to us um, on our website, youngcatholicprofessionals.org. Um, and there's, I think, a link down at the bottom on how to start a new chapter. But it takes, it takes a group, about six to eight young guys like myself. And then we also do a, a local board 
as well to help support the chapter. Um, and so when we can get those two pieces together, we help recruit, we help train, um, we get the approval of the Bishop of the Diocese, mm -hmm. and then we will help you launch a chapter there, provide you with everything you need to run events, recruit speakers, retreats, sure. and everything. Um, and, and that's kind of how it gets started. It usually takes between six months, nine months, something like that with, with recruiting and training. But uh, we're on a mission to get to 50 chapters. Um, so 23 more in, in the next three years. We have a clip ready about the chapter that just got launched in Philadelphia. So let's take a look at that. Brown and I'm the president of YCP Philadelphia. Philly started a YCP chapter just because there was so much desire and, and hunger in the community among young adults um, for an organization like this that helps people combine their faith and their work. I just think back to how I felt two years ago when I was first starting my corporate job and I just felt so alone. I felt alone and like I really didn't have a specific place in the church anymore and that my work didn't really matter. And in getting to know young Catholic professionals, my whole perspective has completely changed. My job is still the same, but I feel so much more committed to my job and, and working in witness for Christ and serving others through my work. And that's just been pre-launched. So I'm so excited to see how much more I'm able to grow into that mission after this launch and for the rest of the year with our chapter. All right, now one other question. Mm -hmm. It says young Catholic professionals. That's right. Young is very, very relative. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to see where I'm going to. I told myself when I returned 40 that I'd stay middle-aged until I'm 70, and then I'd be negotiate. <laughs> and so far in the negotiations, the folks who are older still won't let me play. <laughs> ah, you're too young. So uh, the 80-year-olds don't want me hanging around with them anymore. <laughs> So what do you mean by young? So young, um, well, first of all, I'd say this. The young Catholic professionals are our members. But we do have opportunities for mentoring, for speaking, for volunteering on our board, and a whole host of other opportunities mm -hmm. for, for the more seasoned professionals and the mm. executives. But the young Catholic professionals, the ones that we're ministering more directly too, um, and they can be anywhere. You know, college graduates is is the most common uh, place I think that we find uh, our young people, and then mm -hmm. anywhere. It's it's a more of a stage in life um, that I think predominantly single. But but then as you as you get older, and you know, it's a part of where you are in your career, where you are in your faith journey, um, and we're we're very open. You know, anywhere up to 40s, we'll take them. Okay, all right, so it could be as, as old as uh, the beginning of middle age, <laughs> but you're, you're looking at folks in their 20s and 30s. Right, Yeah. right. All right, good, I just, just wanna get that clear. <laughs> all right, we're gonna take a break. Uh, we'll come back and see if you have some, your own questions uh, about this, so please stay with us.
All right, we are speaking with Joe Griesbauer about a very interesting uh, new group of young Catholics called Young Catholic Professionals. And they are going to be having a national conference uh, this year. Uh, so in, here in 2002, it'll be April 29th to May 1st, and St. Joseph the Worker Day. And right. it will be held in Frisco, Texas. Uh, Frisco is just north of Dallas, if you don't know that area. And if you want to find out more about the conference and the possibility of attending, you can contact them uh, by the internet. It is Young Catholic professionals.org young catholic professionals.org or if you prefer you can call and their number is 469 607 3090 so 469 607 3090 and you can get in contact with them and join them for this conference at the end of April and beginning of May. Now, you know, we've talked about the, the hopeful impact of Catholic faith and morals mm -hmm. on the business world, but I would suspect that there's also a reverse impact yeah. that you know, being a good professional can also make you a better Catholic. Yeah, and, and it also works for evangelization purposes too because we're, we offer a lot of professional development and mentorship um, through, through our, our programming and, and that brings some of the people who may be interested more in the professional development and then realize that their faith could play a bigger role mm -hmm. in their lives. Mm -hmm. um, so I just want to share a quick story. I was sure. at um, our Dallas chapter had a event, and an officer from Wingstop was speaking, and she was speaking and Wingstop. Wingstop. It's a fast food restaurant. Oh, chain. oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where flavor gets its wings. I, sh I shouldn't do a commercial here, but <laughs> <laughs> but Wingstop. And so she's speaking about their corporate values and things like that. And it was a great, great presentation. And one of the gentlemen in the crowd is just all ears. He's, he's loving it. Um, I got to meet him after the event. He was, he was going back and forth multiple times in the, in the line to, to ask her questions and things. And he, he was just having a blast. And so we kind of asked him, like, you know, hey, is this your first time? Is, are you excited to be a part of YCP? And he's like, yeah, I've just, I, I just been here in Dallas for a little bit, and I've been trying to get more involved, and I'm in the, the franchise restaurant industry. And I saw that someone went from Wingstop was speaking at Young Catholic Professionals, and I was like, well, I better go to this one because it's in my industry. I might as well show up. And I think he just... Loved it, loved it. Had a great time, and and so that's I think the the unique combination that we have of both the professional life and 
than the spiritual life where you, know, you come for either one or the other and you, you always get both. Mm-hmm. You always get both. We stay at the intersection of, of faith and work and the spiritual is, is included in, in our professional as well. In you know, developing one's professional abilities is kind of an exciting part of being in your 20s. I oftentimes dis- described, uh, from retrospect now, <laughs> uh, my 20s as a sort of an apprenticeship mm-hmm. to adulthood. Right. You know, there's a lot that you're learning. And when you're in your 30s, you're more like a journeyman adult. You start to get more of the responsibilities. And then if you do well in those other stages, 40s and 50s are really cool. That's when you get a chance to exercise right. uh, so much more of what you learned Mm-hmm. in the mistakes and successes mm-hmm. of your 20s and 30s. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that in itself is worth doing. Yeah. This is, it's not that, you know, going to business and being in this is just a way to live a good Catholic life. It has an interest of its own mm-hmm. and a type of service that you can provide for folks right. through these businesses. Mm-hmm. And that's also a good element to see. Yeah, and that's, that's what I think a lot of our, our members, our, our, our seasoned executives as, as mentors find so much value in is that wherever their, their stage on their career is, you know, they have a place and they have an impact mm-hmm. that um, these, these seasoned executives can mentor, show the steps on how they got there, show, you know, Learn, show the lessons they learned from from their mistakes, um, and and it's really beneficial. It's really rewarding. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been blessed to meet uh, so many good people in in the Dallas area, and then abroad as we're expanding, um, and and it's so uh, I don't know moving for me to see all these people who are successful, you know, accomplished, and all this kind of stuff. Um, but then they're very interested in, in what we're doing and in young people, in passing that on to the next mm-hmm. generation. Mm-hmm. And, and that's so inspiring. So I think, I think that's, that's a beautiful way in which the, the nature of you know, Catholicism as, as a community, as a church, we provide for one another, you know, uh, and, and it's really manifested through, through ICP. You know, this is uh, an important element that wisdom and knowledge both are something that grow, they both grow over time. Mm. You, you need time to develop wisdom and, and, and there's a certain element that you, by knowing from experience, you can pass that on so people can learn from their own experience and mm-hmm. their time. Um, and that's, that's a great thing. And the other part of it that uh, I, as a formerly uh, professor and high school teacher, um, you don't lose knowledge by sharing it. Right. It only increases. That's right. one of the, if, the more you share lots of knowledge, the more it increases, it doesn't diminish mm-hmm. by giving it away. 
And that's something that is uh, another part of this, that, I think. That um, is one of the things that uh, I like quoting. Um, John Paul II may or may not have been the first to say it, but uh, it was described as the law of the gift. Mm -hmm. And so as director of development for, for YCP, I do a lot with, with giving and, and a lot of our external relations and stuff, but the giving is really important to me and, and the law of the gift goes as this. Your spirit increases the measure with, by the measure with which you give it away. Mm -hmm. That it's actually a multiplying effect. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not losing by giving. Um, and it's better to give than receive, yeah. as, as we've been told. But yeah, yeah. The, the law of the gift um, is, is really key to, to me and something I, I've only been starting to understand uh, myself is this, your, your spirit increases the measure with which you give it away. Yeah. And one other element, too, that for anybody who does volunteer to be part of uh, the, this young Catholic professionals, the more you teach something, the better you learn it. Mm. You know, that's, that's another aspect. Mm -hmm. For yourself and maybe some of the people that you've met in these among young Catholic professionals, what do you think are some of the biggest hurdles to the faith, to living our Catholic faith and our Catholic morals? What's the most typical kind of hurdles or what have you personally seen as a hurdle to overcome? Yeah, I think personally um, and then I think cultural pressure is something that we feel a lot. Mm -hmm. um, I think in, in the workplace there's, I, I've alluded to this before, but a pressure to be, act a certain way, to follow a certain code, you know, it's, it's sort of unspoken, but it's there. Um, that's, that's quite relevant. But then there's also isolation that I've spoken about and, and I felt um, quite strongly, you know, being removed from the, the Catholic community and culture that I was a part of. And thirdly, I'd say is that um, it's, it's, it's difficult when you're moving out of, you know, let's just say you went to Catholic grade school, Catholic high school, Catholic college, or, or anyway, or let's just say you've been raised Catholic. Mm -hmm. And the statistics are showing this, that it's disastrous for Catholics in their early 20s, that that's when the faith becomes so difficult to hold on to, it seems. Um, and that's about where 50% of people, 23 to 28, those five years, 50% of people fall away from the faith. And I think, at least personally, and then from speaking with a few people, it involves a very personal choice mm -hmm. to continue on in the faith. You know, as, as a young single person um, in that environment, in the, the workaday world, you really have to choose it. It's not going to come easy. And for all these obstacles, some mentioned some others out there, it really involves that personal choice, that, that decision to say, well, I'm really going to be Catholic. I'm really going to live it out. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's, that's a really big 
hurdle that everyone at some point in their life or or if not they've already done it you know has to choose to be catholic and to live it live it faithfully and so i think working witness for christ that's what we emphasize is that i'm going to take this step i'm going to work every day in witness for christ one of the elements of that i th- i think is that there's a certain hostility to faith in God in general in our society. Um, As you mentioned earlier, for many people, faith in God is something that is separated from your work. It doesn't have a place on the job. It doesn't have a place in your politics and, Mm -hmm. and your recreation. That's just other area and keep it over there. And that's one element. And then uh, Catholicism in particular is, uh, you know, sometimes feared and targeted for opposition from forces in our secular society. Mm -hmm. Um, And do you think that, am I just reading that into it? But or is this something that really plays on the way a lot of young people um, react? No, I think it. I think it definitely does. And um, I think earlier in one of those videos you shown, um, Casey Brown gave a very powerful testimony of how her her work life and her faith life were seen as competing against each other. And that that's I think a part of this is mm-hmm. that they're they both need their time, you know, to, mm-hmm. to live a, a, a holy life and to, to work well, you know, mm-hmm. especially as a young person, you, you're putting in the extra hours, you're, you're doing the extra work, you know, well then the, the faith life suffers. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think uh, one of my, you know, recent realizations, and someone has pointed this out to me, um, is if you look at the life of Christ, he spent 10 times as much time working as he did preaching, that he worked for 30 years, and then he preached for three. Um, And so we all often think of evangelization as the last three years of Christ's life, the public years of his life. And what what gives significance is, as, as young people, when Christ was our age, you know, he was working. And that, that shows that there's a lot of importance in this call to work. There's a lot of meaning from it that, you know, maybe hard to unpack because we don't know anything about his life. St. Joseph, the worker, our patron, you know, completely silent throughout the Gospels, um, but yet played such an important role in the life of Christ uh, during those 30 years. So that's, that's something I think uh, is worth reflecting upon. Um, in our in our daily lives for all the viewers is you know if Christ valued it so much as to put 10 times the amount of time here on earth into work as he did into preaching yeah that that gives some significance in a good number of the people he called as his disciples were working folks mm-hmm. You know, that, you know, whether it would be the, the fisherman or St. Matthew, the tax collector, and 
the other professions are not mentioned, but these were working folks that he called, and then you, it, it's, I think it's very important to understand how he didn't try to destroy that right. professional background. Mm. He said, I will make you fishers of men. You're right. still going to be a fisherman. Right. But it's going to be for people's souls. Right. And he uses that professional background. And, you know, it's something I was talking to uh, some of my colleagues that St. Matthew, the tax collector, writes the gospel yeah. Like an accountant. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you got your Sermon on the Mount over here. You got your miracles over here in this column. Here's your first preaching. Yeah. Here is your parable column. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's, he, I look at it, he writes like an accountant. <laughs> <laughs> All yeah. these different things are in different yeah. columns, mm -hmm. well organized and, and put into balance. Mm -hmm. But that to me indicates that the profession was not something that Christ destroys, right. but he elevates. Yeah, there's um, uh, a saying, I'm not sure where it comes from, but I have, have it written down, grace built upon nature. Mm -hmm. And that, like you're saying, it, it takes the, the strengths that we already have and God works through those. Yeah. Takes the weaknesses that we have and works through those. Yeah. Um, like you're saying with with the fishermen, I think it's one of it's a very powerful image. When I think it was this past Sunday's gospel, when Jesus tells the fishermen, you know, to cast out into the deep. That's mm -hmm. how he deepens their faith yeah. is through their their trade, their work, their their daily life. They're in the midst of their struggles, fruitless night on you know the Sea of Galilee there, and Jesus is like. Boom, now I'm going to teach you about faith. I'm going to invite you to go deeper through the very work that you do. Yeah, uh, and I, when I read that, I said, yeah, okay, the carpenter's telling me how to do my job. Okay, <laughs> but I'll do it, I'll do it. Yeah. And then, of course, it's right. the biggest catch of their life. Yeah. You know, so this is the way it goes. Yeah. I want to, again, let people know that the website is youngcatholicprofessionals.org, youngcatholicprofessionals.org. And you can call to find out more by calling 469-607-3090, 469-607-3090, uh, or also go to national at youngcatholicprofessionals.org. And that will be to find out more about the national conference and sign up for it mm -hmm. uh, on April 29th to May 1st. Mm -hmm. So uh, that, that's a pretty time in Dallas, by the way. Uh, it's real pleasant there. Mm -hmm. So uh, hopefully you'll join that. Yeah. Thank you for coming to join us and tell us about this uh, apostolate. Appreciate it very much. And thank you all for being with us. May the Lord bless you and keep you and cause his face to shine upon you. 
may he lead you in all of your ways by his peace. May God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And remember that Mother was inspired to start this network so that it would be brought to you by you. So please keep us in between your gas bill, electric bill, and cable bill, and we'll pay our bills too. Thank you.